Welcome to the weekend edition of the Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson, and hello, Sean Aylmer. Hello, Michael. Sean, on weekdays, it's all about the Fast Five, the top five business stories in five minutes. On the weekend, we still keep it to five minutes because it wouldn't be the Fast Five if we didn't, but we're going to pick out the biggest story of the week, the sleeper story, one that's kind of flying under the radar just a little bit, uh, the most remarkable story, and then probably the most subjective one of all, our favorite story. Let's jump into it with the biggest story of the week. What was it for you? Oh, look, it was the inflation figures from the Bureau of Statistics released on Wednesday, Headline inflation hit a near 33-year high of 7.8%. The underlying rate came in at 6.9%. For the quarter, it's 1.7%. That's the highest quarterly level since the series began back in 2003. Inflation is way, way too high. What's it mean? Interest rate rises. Yep. When the Reserve Bank meets in a couple of weeks' time, it is very likely that rates will rise probably by 25 basis points. Standard variable loans will be closer to 7%. Lots of other things rise also as a result of it. Social welfare payments, pensions, unemployment benefits, family payments, excise duties, you know, taxes on ciggies and beer and petrol, they'll all go up. Toll roads will go up. Many commercial property deals will go up. It'll take a while, but it will happen. Very big story this week, the inflation numbers. Yeah, it, I, I agree. It is the biggest story of the week. I'll, I'll nominate a, a second story, and that was Australia Day. And that's largely because it's become the most divisive date on the calendar, really. Protests around the country. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese conceded that January 26, being the, the anniversary of the First Fleet's arrival, was difficult for many people. But at the same time, he said there's no discussion or plan to change the date. And instead, he tried to put the focus back on the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. This is one of those stories where you see kind of business and politics colliding with many big companies like Telstra, led by CEO Vicky Brady, giving staff the option of working on the public holiday and taking another day off instead if they're uncomfortable with Australia Day. So clearly this is a debate, Sean, that is not going away anytime soon. That's right. It'll be here for decades. Most remarkable story this week. What was it for you? The bravado of Elon Musk. Now, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Exhibit one, He's in a court case at the moment. Basically, investors are alleging they lost money on Tesla shares because Musk tweeted he was going to take the company private and had funding. Whether or not he's guilty, what CEO of a public company tweets that he's going to take it private? Incredible. Exhibit number two, Twitter owned by Musk isn't paying the rent on their London headquarters. Their London headquarters is owned by Crown Estates, i.e., the property of King Charles III. So we have Elon Musk versus King Charles III. That is remarkable in itself. Exhibit number three, Tesla's earnings result. Now, its share price jumped after the company said it will produce 1.8 million vehicles this year. It announced a 3.7 billion US dollar profit for the December quarter, a record, pretty incredible. What he said during the earnings call really takes it to the next level. Musk said buying Twitter is good for Tesla because it will drive demand and his follower count of 127 million speaks for itself. I quote, the net value of Twitter to Tesla is gigantic, obviously. Not obvious to me, Michael. No, not particularly obvious to me either, Sean. Uh, Sleeper story of the week. Can I nominate one for this? Please. Uh, for me, it was a big milestone that we passed this week, but I think it was a sleeper because no one really paid much attention. The 25th of January was three years since the outbreak of COVID in Australia. Since then, we've been through lockdowns, very long lockdowns, particularly in the case of, of Melbourne, and the biggest, fastest vaccination rollout we've ever seen. More than 18,000 Australians have died directly as a result of COVID, many of those last year. It hasn't gone away. We've got new strains, new vaccines being developed, and an ongoing risk. Uh, 
particularly to to vulnerable people. But at the same time, the impact on business is reduced. We're, we're learning to live with it. The effect on supply chain, staff availability, the general movement of people around the country has pretty much kind of passed us by. So I think we're at that point where we can actually nominate something like the third anniversary of COVID arriving in Australia as a sleeper story. Fair enough. Look, my sleeper story is a local share market this week, as demonstrated by BHP's share price hitting $50 for the first time ever. Since the 3rd of January, the S&P ASX 200 is up more than 7%. You take that for a full year, it's better than many other global markets. Wall Street, for example, is up about half that level. And the local market is only a couple of percent off its all-time high. Two main reasons. Inflation globally looks like it's coming off the boil, notwithstanding this week's hiccup locally. Second, China's dropped its zero COVID tolerance policy. The big miners in particular, like BHP, are benefiting from that. So far, we haven't spoken much about markets and the local share market, but it has steadily been creeping higher. And that's really important, particularly when you get your superannuation statement and realise that your super probably went backwards last year. So a 7% rise is a great start to the year. Yeah, sure is. Uh, Favourite story of the week, Sean. Can I nominate one for this? Please do. Well, you mentioned Elon Musk earlier. My favourite story is about another billionaire, one who's actually been in Australia this week, Bill Gates. The Microsoft founder spoke at a Lowy Institute function, the benefit of being kind of a tech legend with a with a hundred plus billion US dollar fortune is that when you speak, people tend to listen, covered so many topics from uh, why it's crucial to include China in international trade through to a warning over the science behind nuclear energy. He's backing an Aussie startup called Ruminate to develop seaweed feed for cattle to stop them putting emissions into to the atmosphere, pretty broad range of opinions. But I like that Bill Gates is trying to make a difference. He does it through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, donating billions to fight poverty and disease, and just through being willing to speak his mind on some pretty controversial topics. I think that's pretty admirable. Yes, I'll agree with you on that one, Michael. All right, there we go. Five minutes and pretty much everything you need to know in the world of business. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you, Michael. We'll be back on Monday morning with the top five business stories in five minutes. Don't forget to check out our sister podcast as well, How Do They Afford That, featuring Kenna Campbell, the founder of Sugar Mama TV, all about making your money work a little bit harder for you. I'm Michael Thompson, and this is The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Listener.